0: This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. One One Point Nine FM. Welcome to Soul to Soul on this Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos Kedesh Parshas Shemini. It's so good to be with you again after the Pesach break. I hope all of you had the most amazing Chag Pesach together with family, together with friends, and you were inspired, and you were moved, and you were your levels. Of emunah, of trust, of connection to Hashem, were were strengthened, were were raised, were were uh, enhanced by the events of the of the Sailor Night and and the discussion of the all the events that that took place and the and the crossing of the Red Sea. It's so much such amazing, <coughs> amazing things that we've that we've uh, that we've discussed. And but it's so good to be back. Afterwards, I hope all your Pesach things are away and that your house is back to a. To a routine, although of course those who have their Pesach kitchens, it's twenty minutes after Pesach you close the door and you're back in your regular kitchen. Everything is great, but uh, for the rest of those who don't, it's a little bit more of a complicated, complicated process. But anyway, we're finally Baruch Hashem, a whole week has passed and we're ready for a a Shabbos. I think a well deserved Shabbos, and this is of course a, a quite a special. Uh, a Shabbos. It is Pashas Shemini. It's the first uh Shabbos that they have to But it's also uh, Erev Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Iyar Bez Hashem will be on Sunday and Monday. So therefore, this Shabbos will do Shabbos uh, Mivorchim. We'll do Mivorchim Chodesh, uh, and we also then say a special Haftira because there's a special Haftarah that we read on Erev Erv- Erv- Shkodesh, so if you are scheduled to be reading the Haftarah tomorrow in your local uh, shul or sh'tipal, <coughs> please note that it is not the normal Haftarah for Pasha Shmini, but it is the Haftarah which begins mm-hmm. and carries on from there in Shmuel al-Perekhaf. Anyway, it's so good to be with you, perhaps just a couple of short messages Maybe just a post Pesach message and something short on the, on the, uh, on the Pasha. It's quite interesting that, uh, in the, in the reading read actually on the, on the very last day of, uh, of, uh, of Pasha, of, of, uh, Pesach, there is a, uh, a Pasuk that tells us that, uh, we have to remember that we were slaves in Mitzrayim. In other words, we have this obligation to remember that we were avadim, that we were that we were once slaves. Now, usually, if we want when we talk about remembering going out of of Mitzrayim, so that we know we say Ani Hashem Many times the Torah talks about the fact that Hashem was the one who took us out of Mitzrayim, but. It appears actually several times in in the book of Devarim, but uh, twice in the laning that we read on the last day of Pesach, we're told to remember that we were slaves in the uh, in the land of in the land of uh, Egypt. What, what what is this referring to? Why why do we have to remember that that we were that we were uh, that we were slaves, and and I think it relates to, to the current affairs, to to uh, to Yom Hashoah, uh, uh, also. So perhaps, the concept is, yeah, you know, we we. I, don't know, I heard someone yesterday saying, you know, they go every year to the to the ceremony on on Yom Hashoah at the cemetery, and basically, it's always the same. It's always the same thing. People talking about the the terrible suffering that that uh, that uh, they went through and and, uh, and 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 thanking for for the obviously uh, for the salvation from from the uh, the the Holocaust and how we how we meriting to uh, to uh, to to be and, and and it seems to be the same thing everything every every, uh, every single every single time and and what what's what's relevant is you know. Yes, it is. You know, every year we have a mitzvah to to remember Amalek, and and we read the same the same three sukkim in, uh, in the in the in the parsha uh, uh, again and and again and again, and and the concept I think is that you know remembering the exodus, the Yitzhias Mitzrayim. Is only something that's that's relevant. Is only something that's actually worthwhile. If we also remember the zochar Ki If you remember also that you were that you were a slave. To, do you have to remember what was it in fact that you were redeemed from? What were we rescued from? What was the situation before the redemption? Someone who wants to praise and and thank Hashem. For, for having been uh, rescued from a terrible kind of sarah or terrible from a terrible kind of uh predicament such as god forbid the the holocaust that uh, that we were dealing with uh, with yesterday so you need to speak about the suffering you need to speak about that that, that trial that that uh, that uh, challenge that you that you had that's part of the the thanks that we give is to is to uh, is to talk about what actually happening. That's why it says, "V'zachata kievet But Perhaps it goes even one step one step further, and that is it's quite funny that the 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 the, the way the the are actually set up. In, in the reading that we read on the last day of Pesach, it starts by telling us all about Pesach. Shomar <shal> Chodesh, Aviv, God, the Chodesh, Aviv, make a Pesach, talks about the Korban Pesach, it talks about uh, uh, bringing the Korban Pesach and coming to Yushalayim, etc. End of story. Then it talks about the Sefirat HaOmer, Shiva Shavuot, Tisbalah, count seven weeks, and then V'yasi Shavuot make a holiday of of Shavuot, which doesn't say, but that obviously commemorates the the giving of of the Torah. And then suddenly, after that, after it talks about the rejoicing of the Yontiv of of uh, Shavuos, then it says, uh, Remember that you were that you were uh, a, a slave. Just before we go on to talk about uh, uh, Sukkot, after we finish Pesach, the the the, uh, the Sfira and. And, uh, Sukkot, then suddenly we, 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 fit in this concept that we have to remember the fact that, that, uh, we were slaves. And, and, and the order of the, of the verses seems, seems a little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit strange, but I think it makes, it makes perfect sense that when we're standing at the vantage point, when we've been to the sphere and we've perfected ourselves and we're now, we were worthy to stand at, at, uh, at Har Sinai and we've received the Torah and we're now kind of focused on our mandate, on our mission, we're ready to carry on and do the things that we have to do as a nation. Now is the time to turn around and say, hey, look where we've come from look what we were a mere seven weeks ago look what hashem delivered us look what the process that has followed from from the lowest lowest nadir situation we were on the 49th level of toma 2 seven weeks later where we stood and we actually had a conversation we we, we, we we merited to see God to see God himself that is the reality of being able to thank HaKadosh Baruch. when you contribute Trace the path that you've been through when you can trace your, 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 your process of going from cold, cold rags to riches, from the, from the bottom of the pit to the top of the, to the top of the, of the mountain. That is the time where we can really praise and thank HaKadosh Baruch Baruchu for the deliverance from, from that miracle. And therefore, it's specifically after the giving of the, of the Torah that then we're reminded, now remember, Remember, this you slaves. Remember the terrible things you went through, and and how your lot has changed. And then, be in a plate, be, be in a space, be in a place to be able to thank and give and give a recognition to Hashem for what it is that He's that He's that He's done. Let's uh, uh, uh perhaps just uh talk for a moment about something on the on the parsha. The, uh, the Torah says this a pasuk. It says uh, Hashem says to Moshe, "Zeh ha'davar." Oh, sorry, Moshe says, This is what Hashem has told you to do, and if you do it, and then the honor of Hashem will, will, uh, will appear. What, what is this doesn't say? What is this? And then, and the next passage doesn't clarify it yet. The next passage goes and, and, and starts talking about the sacrifices that, uh, that Aaron, that Aaron has to, uh, that Aaron has to bring. So what is this this this, this uh, zehadovah? So, Rav Schwab in his uh, in his book on the uh, on, on the says uh, an extraordinary kind of uh, insight, which I think then gives us also a message about the the death of uh, of Nodov of, of Nodov Nadav Says it sometimes happens that a person has. A tremendous drive, a tremendous love for, for, uh, for HaKadosh Baruch. And with that love, it's, it's, it's mandatory that he understands correctly that this, of course, is, is a tremendously high level to, to be on a level where you truly, uh, uh do things because you have an unbridled love for Hashem and appreciation for everything he's done. That's an amazing thing. But Rav says, if someone has this love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he has to realize that together with that comes a very specific yetzirah, comes a very specific a danger. And that is that in his love for Hashem, he might kind of jump over individual sort, sort of halachot and uh, certain commandments because... Of his great love of, of, of love for Hashem, he wants to show his unbridled love, and and therefore, in order to get where he thinks he needs to be, he sometimes even ignores, sometimes even ignores the halacha. This is a very very important idea that uh, sometimes too much love can can uh, can ruin the service of of Hashem. To love Hashem without being Kind of balance by 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 a yira by a, by a reverence with that with by a discipline of Hashem is a very very dangerous very very dangerous uh, story. He brings that in 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 the he wrote something We say right after the fifteen brachot in the morning, we say two things. We we say first for, uh, we say first of all that Hashem should save us from our. Our yetzer hara. It says, tashleit uh, Don't let our yetzer Hora control us. And then, uh, uh, just after that, it says, et Kind of control our yetzer, Hashem. Kind of force our yetzer to follow you. So why does it talk twice about about the yetzer? Says the says Rav Shvab. That there are two different ideas here. One is yes, don't let the Yetzirah, with its evil designs and its uh, 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 kind of stuff, come and try to try to control control us. But at the same time, the the Yetzir Hatov, even our inclination to do good and our desire to do good, also needs. To be controlled also needs to be disciplined because sometimes it can it can run uh, it can run wild and it can cause us to do things that are that are not correct. We we, we spoke a couple weeks ago that uh, uh, it's interesting that when uh, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu finally managed to construct and put up the 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 Mishkan and it was all ready and he got it up and everything was was uh, was there. To the extent where the the Shekhinah, the divine presence, the Kavod Hashem, Olayit Hamishkan, the honor of Hashem, came into the Mishkan, and then what happens? B'lo Moshe lo vayelal meid. was unable to enter the Oyel Meid lava enon because the cloud of glory was was uh, spread over it, and that seems so strange. I mean, the whole purpose of having the Mishkan, was that Moshe was going to be able to come in and, and speak and, and converse to, to Hashem. What do you mean you couldn't? he couldn't go in? And if that seems strange, uh, the reality is that exactly the same thing happened by the building of the Beit HaMekdash. It says that uh, when Shlomo Am-Amelech finished building and finished his, his tefillah to Hashem, so again, the, the cloud of glory came down, and and the koyanim were not able to go in, and the, the obvious question is why? What, what's the point of the whole uh, mishkan or beta hamikdash experience of putting it all together, of getting the skin of inayim, or finally the skin coming down, and now you can't get in? And the and the commentaries explain because if you think about it, the beta hamikdash, the mishkan, is a place of such great and unbridled joy. A, a, a person, even if he did something wrong, he did a sin, the the Mishkan is a place where you can go and totally do, do the ceremony, bring the Korban, that if you do it with the right intention, can totally and completely absolve you of the sin. It's a place where if a person wants to show and, and display his closeness to Hashem, you can bring a carbon shlamim, you can bring a, a carbon that accentuates and, 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 and shows and, and highlights and demonstrates his incredible closeness to Hashem. If God uh, brought, brings around a miracle. That saves a person. You're saved from a from a dangerous situation or from an illness, or you've successfully completed a, a long and dangerous journey. You can come and you can bring a korban todah. You can come and bring a thanksgiving offering offering to Hashem. There's so much celebration. There's so much joy. There's so much happiness. There's so much forgiveness. There's so much atonement. There's so much closeness. There's so much rapprochement that takes place in the Mishkan. It, it could become a place of such unbridled joy and uncontrolled joy that perhaps it could lead people to behave in a way that is inappropriate. And therefore, at the very onset, God had to say, whoa, stop. You actually can't go in here. You can only go in here in, in, in a mode of, of seriousness, in a mode of reverence, and a mode of, 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 of Yerush Hashem. Only then when you change that mindset, are you going to be allowed to come to come into the into the into the Mishkan? So Nodav and had this tremendous tremendous love for for Hashem, and it was almost a, a, a an uncontrollable uncontrollable love. He says he says there's this this uh, this incredible idea. So with this we can understand. He says the the avera of of Nodav of and because. That, uh, after Nodom and Abihu dies, so Moshe Benu says to Aaron, something that's really, really difficult to, uh, to, uh, to understand. And Rashi brings in, in, uh, Gimel, Rashi says that, uh, uh, says to Aaron, this is what Hashem said, that, uh, that this is gonna happen. And Rashi says, will Hashem say it? It says, I'm going to uh, meet there with the Jewish nation, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, you know, sanctify them with my honor. And, and, uh, and Moshe Rabbein says, I knew it was going to happen. I knew that something like this was going to happen, but I thought it was going to happen to either me or, or you. But now I see that, uh, it's happened to, to, uh, and Maybe they are greater than us. Asraf Shab, what are they? Can it be that Nadim and were greater than Mashabayno? He says, no, obviously not. But in this one area of great love of Abbas Hashem, they did have an unprecedented level of Hashem, but that in fact came to be their, their, uh, their, their downfall. That uh, that it was too it was too uncontrolled and something that's done with too much enthusiasm too much fire and too much uh, 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 lack of control can sometimes be a very very dangerous dangerous thing. We're going to come back with a, a Hilchos Shabbos discussion. This is one one point nine Chai FM. Don't run away. This is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnerb. Chai FM. That was a quick break. Welcome back to, to the show. As I mentioned, this is Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Shmini, The important times you need to know for this Shabbos. Candle lighting this uh, evening, this afternoon, is no later than 5.36 p.m. You must have your candles up and running by then. As I said, it certainly can be earlier. uh Gamenchal, the earliest time for lighting candles is about Ten to five. maybe a couple of minutes before. Before that, but uh, it must be on by five thirty-six. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at uh, twenty-five minutes past six. Six twenty-five, which then also ushers in uh, Rosh Chodesh. As I said, Rosh Chodesh is Sunday, and uh, and Monday. Sunday, of course, being the thirtieth day of Nissan, and uh, Monday being the first of Iyar. ER, uh, the the customs. Of of the Sphera of the morning of the time of the Omer uh, begin universally from. From uh, Monday, obviously, some people have already begun uh, earlier from Pesach, but the the generally accepted custom in Johannesburg is that we start from from Rosh uh, Chodesh. So it's the no no weddings, no no music, no you know, sort of your know, wild kind of uh, uh, entertainment, and no haircuts or or shaving uh, for for the next uh, while. Uh, for as long as one, one keeps, one keeps the, the, uh, the, the morning, the morning going. And before Pesach, we actually finished the last section we were doing, which was the discussion about, uh, if work is done for one on, on Shabbos and when and in what situation are you allowed to benefit from it and when not and on Shabbos and after, and after Shabbos. So we're beginning actually today a new, a new section and the section we're beginning is some of the laws around uh, children on, uh, on, uh, on Shabbos, what they can do, what they can't do, what you can do in terms of dealing, in terms of uh, handling uh, situations that arise with uh, with with children and of course the the basic principle that governs the whole the whole discussion is is of course that the torah obligates us with the mitzvah of educating of training our uh, our children first of all torah we are one of one of the obligations that a parent has to a child, particularly a, a father has for his child, is to teach his children Torah, and it's 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 a pasuk, it's a pasuk that we uh, that we say, maditem." We say it in the uh, in the second Pasha of the of the Shema and the Pasha that begins we say this You have to teach these, these you have to teach these words of Torah to your your uh, your children. The 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 most important purpose. Why do we have to teach them? What's the most important thing that that they have to know, what what do we have to give over, what do we have to impart, what do we have to drill into our our children, is of course, the, the paramount importance of them guarding and watching and performing all the mitzvot, all the activities that the Torah mandates us either to do or, or not to do. Right? And again, and as another apostle says, uh, you have to teach them And then, so that they can guard it, they can know what, what to, what to do. And therefore, our, our, our chazal have handed down to us the, the tradition that together with the mitzvah which we have to teach our children Torah So at the same time, part and parcel with, with that is the obligation to educate them in Number one, how to fulfill all the mitzvahs? Because uh, uh, how how is it possible to teach them Torah? Tari- Torah is full of the mitzvahs of our college Baruch How can we teach them merely as a as a, semantle, as a semantic, as a intellectual uh, exercise? And uh, and and not actually come in contact with the practical side of actually keeping of actually keeping the uh, the mitzvahs. A part of teaching them Torah is to get them used to, to get them into into habits. Of fulfilling the Torah, actually, right? Uh, in, in Judaism, we don't we don't see Torah study as being some kind of a theoretical exercise, which we which we study for the purpose of filling our brains with incredible knowledge and and concepts. It's it's a it's a do religion. The Torah, the purpose of, of of learning Torah is on one level uh, 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 specifically, so that we know what and how and how to uh, and how to do it therefore that mitzvah which the Torah tells us that mitzvah which we have of of teaching our children our children Torah of teaching even little children Torah is, comes together with the obligation to get them used to to get them into good habits because the most important way of, of getting someone to be consistent and be regular in their observance of anything is to make it part of their natures to make it something that they don't even almost think about and it just comes comes totally totally uh unnatural uh, uh, to to them and and that's you know we they have to understand that the most important thing they're going to get from their home the most important thing they're going to get from their parents the most important thing they're going to you know be 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 fooled with all the time is of course good memories and, and, and times as families and holidays and, 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 and great sort of fun moments yeah that's that's important also but the main thing a child needs to get from his home is to be full full of, of the observance of, of, of the information of the knowledge of how and when and why to keep to keep a, to keep a, a mitzvah however Having said that, having said that, the the the, the, the training is, is paramount. The the the, uh, the fulfillment, the actual physical fulfillment, the actual fulfillment of every single mitzvah. So, in terms of children, children don't yet have. A, a, obligation to do mitzvahs. No, no one under the, the obligation to do mitzvahs and be responsible for one's mitzvah observance only begins when a boy turns thirteen and a girl turns uh, twelve and and one and one uh, and one day. But that's the actual the the actuality of the responsibility. But the training, the the getting them used to it, the getting them to the good habits starts much much earlier. When in fact do we start educating uh, 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 children to to fulfill? Let's talk particularly about positive missus. When do we start uh, uh, training a child to do the right things that a child needs to be needs to be doing? So, the the, the general answer is when he reaches an age that he's able to uh, understand. Will begin to understand, at least on on some on some level, the general principles of of the mitzvah, and he's able, even if he doesn't yet have the insight and the understanding of the how and the why, but he has the technical know how and the technical ability, whatever it takes for any particular mitzvah to actually be able to fulfill the mitzvah halachically. So. Obviously, th- there can never be one sort of blanket age that's going to be the time that, that, uh, that is necessary. Obviously, every single mitzvah has to be looked at, bent on its, on its difficulty, on the complexity of the processes that need, that need to be, to be done. And, and it's a, it's a mitzvah by mitzvah decision as to when, uh, the child is going to, uh, begin begin doing the mitzvahs. We're going to come back with some few, few more comments on that, but it's time to go to the shops. This is 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul. Stay tuned till the bitter end. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. We're back with our last segment here on a somewhat confused weather-wise Friday afternoon. I'm not sure if it's cold or hot or sunny, but anyway, we're moving forward and getting ready for what's going to be an amazing, amazing Shabbos. And we're talking now about the mitzvah of chinuch, of educating our children to do to do mitzvahs. And we're saying that, it is no, you cannot have a a kind of a a, a uh, cross-the-board kind of solution and and one formula that's going to say, right, this is the time where we have to start educating children in all mitzvahs because obviously every mitzvah needs to be taken individually uh, based on its complexity, on its on its difficulty. For instance, let's say the mitzvah of uh, wearing tzitzit, of wearing a four-cornered garment, With uh, tzitzit at at the end, so there we start educating a child to wear tzitzit from the from the moment that he actually knows how to uh, how to put them on and put two of the tzitzit in front of him and two uh, behind them and to to make a bracha. It's not such a complicated process, and it, it's one of the things that, basically, once a child is, uh, is is toilet trained, we we train him to do that pretty pretty early on. In fact, uh, in many households, that's the the prize that's uh, that's kind of uh, waved in front of a child's face in order to encourage him to uh, to become trained or, or whatever it is that uh, that uh, that uh, he needs, and uh, and and we put the titsis the tzitzis on him. But let's say, at the other end of the spectrum, regarding, let's say, wearing a, a tefillin, so since wearing tefillin, one has to be so careful, and the, the level of, of, of concentration, the level of focus, both in terms of the physical realm, in terms of how, how clean one's body has to be, and... How focused and concentrated one 's mind has to be where you can 't take your thoughts off the fact that you 're wearing tefillin at any moment while while you're uh, while you 're wearing it, therefore that waits till the very very end just before a a child becomes uh, becomes a bar mitzvah, then only then do we begin to educate our children uh, regarding the the fulfillment of of wearing uh of wearing, of wearing, a uh, film, different customs. Some do it a month before, some do it two, some do it three, different, different customs, but not, not long before that because that requires a high degree of sophistication and development to be able to wear, to be able to wear the, uh, to be able to wear film. Right? Uh, the fact that the the Gemara says it seems that generally we say the age of beginning to educate uh, children is around the age of six or seven, and that's that's generally because because at that at that time that's generally when kids start going to to school they go into sort of Kita uh, they go to first they go to first grade and we start teaching them Right, many by that time, age. Many people are, many of the children are already learning, learning chumash. They've gotten their first, their first uh, uh, chumash, and now they're learning uh, uh, Torah in a serious kind of uh kind of way. And therefore, if they're already learning Torah in in a serious, sustained kind of way, so therefore, it comes as a matter of. Of course, now they're already beginning to come in contact with discussions with the uh, with issues of uh, of uh, of mitzvahs, right? And therefore, once you're talking and you're coming in contact with 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 mitzvahs, now we say to you, okay, now you need to begin to to learn, and we have to then start teaching them about about some of some of the mitzvahs. Uh, yeah uh, uh, uh so they can do them they can do them uh, properly and that goes as far as making making brach brachas is concerned or or, or, or beginning to uh, to davening. right already at the age of six or seven we expect the child to be able to to start doing that all because most children at that age are already able to learn and fulfill them fulfill them uh, uh, uh Properly, we obviously start with some things even even earlier than that, and and we'll talk in the future about the shabbos where that fits in. What do we have to start training them about? What are the things you have to be careful with, and that's going to form the bulk of our discussion in the coming, in the coming weeks, in the coming uh, in the coming shirim please God we now have a kind of a sustained time together and we'll be able to hopefully accomplish a lot. But it's great to be back with you and I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time, putting on your radio, you could have been listening to something else, whether you're in the car, whether you're in the kitchen, whether you're doing whatever you need to be doing. And it just leaves me one more moment to wish each and every one of you a beautiful uh, Shabbat Shalom. And then after that day, a and may this week be one of happiness, of of celebration, and of the fulfillment of many, many of the things that we need and want to do in order to find our own path to coming closer To Hashem in a beautiful Enthusiastic but dignified And disciplined way Shabbat Shalom